This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Yo, what's going on, fantasy football family? It's Eugene, and here again with another Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast episode. Uh, you know, we are in the playoffs, man. Uh, you know, we can we can take we can do uh, different things in terms of how we want to uh, attack the off season. You got DFS, you got playoff pen, uh, fantasy uh, contests uh, throughout the the duration of the playoffs. Uh, you could do one week at a time. Also, uh, you know, we're just here uh, just to kind of go through uh, those uh, different contests, uh, specifically on underdog. Uh, you know, hopefully we can give you some actionable content that you can apply to whatever various contests that you might see fit for your, you know, your wallet, because these things ain't free <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, to the other host of the show, Ike, what's going on? How you doing? How you feeling? Good, good, man. Um, those of you on... I, first of all, first off, I could be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine, and Gene could be found on uh, Twitter at uh, Fantasy Genes G E N E S. Um, but those of you that are tuning into the YouTube channel, you may notice that I am wearing glasses. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, tomorrow morning I will be getting my LASIK surgery done, so I'm excited mm. about that. Um, and part of the recommendations is they take, you know, they require you to take your contact lenses out, you know, three days prior to the surgery. So. Um, I, I don't wear glasses too often. Just made me want I'm at home, wanting to rest my eyes after looking at a computer screen all damn day. So um, that's that's the explanation as to why the, the explanation that you didn't ask for as to why I'm wearing glasses. Right <laughs> now. Hey, uh, you know, I just want to welcome you ahead of time to the 2020 Vision Crew. Uh, I'm yeah, wearing these just to protect my eyes. Otherwise, you'll see me all day, every day with nothing on. So you know. Congrats and welcome to the club. Hey, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. It's a, it's a long, long time coming. Been wearing content, contact since 2000. 22 years and counting. 21 Jeez. and a half years and counting. So um, long overdue. Long overdue for some uh, vision correction. So we're looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And yeah, okay. and spe- speaking of things to look forward to, like you said, the NFL playoffs is this weekend. You know, we're, we're here. Um, yep. You know your 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 Cowboys banner in the background. The Cowboys are playing this weekend. Got my <laughs> Cowboys hat on. Um, so we're ready. To, we're ready to rock and roll. Ready to uh, you know go into AT and T Stadium and get this dub. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know there it's not full of uh, 49ers fans um, like it was in 2014. The last time we played because that was kind of embarrassing. To be quite honest, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Boys, we um, do so, come be coming up to our stadium uh, extra thick. So yeah, uh, hopefully yeah, so we. we uh, Hopefully we blew that thing out. 
Yeah. What other games uh, are you looking forward to this weekend? I, I have a couple that I'm looking forward to, but I just want to get your thoughts the, on just kind of the, the general playoff, like the, 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 the playoff slate in general, because there's a lot of intriguing games, a lot of there, intriguing players. There, There is. There is. Um, I think the... I think the one that I want to see the most um, is is actually the Buffalo New England game because uh, I mean they played what two times in a in a matter of uh, what three four week span uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, you know each game was a little bit different. You know the first game was pretty much super ice cold and they just New England just ran the hell at the ball and and we saw what happened. And then the second time around we saw. We saw the uh, Buffalo Bills. You know they, uh, you know they, they, they pretty much beat down uh, New England. So it'd be interesting to see how what they come from. Uh, you know, watching the film and what they think they can exploit for this. Uh, you know, this playoff matchup. Yeah, and then the, the interesting thing about those two matchups is Damian Harris has kind of owned the Bills' run defense. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damian Harris, like the the last game, he had 100 yards and three touchdowns, and then mm-hmm. the previous game, that Monday night debacle. He had like a 75-yard touchdown run, yeah. basically untouched. And yeah, they ran yeah. the ball like 40-plus times, and they did nothing about it. So like you said, two different, two completely different games. And, you know, this is the this is the rubber match, and hopefully uh, we'll see some, we'll see some, uh, you know, some offensive output, you know, yeah. more offensive output. Yeah, and I think the other one that I'm really intrigued, intrigued about is the Tampa Bay-Philly game. I think because, you know, you got a lot of people dubbing this one as the – as a, as a potential upset, um, I want to see, you know, Tampa Bay, they, they got a lot of defensive players back uh, these last couple of days coming off an of injury, coming off the COVID list. So I definitely want to see uh, what they can do um, pretty much almost the full strength versus uh, the, the run game of Philly because uh, Tampa Bay has looked pretty weak uh, against the run these last, what, three, yeah. probably like three, four weeks, probably yeah, almost a month, month now. Last yeah. month to be getting gashed on the on the ground. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know, uh, TB uh, Tom Brady getting Fournette back, which is going to be really big uh, because uh, I mean uh, Ronald Jones is hurt. Uh, I'm sure they would it, the the use of of Lenny F would will definitely alleviate some of the load that uh, off of Gronk and and Evans, who we think the all the targets are going to be funneled to. So yeah, uh, it's definitely yeah. going to help. Yeah, the, the game one of the one of the two games I'm looking forward to seeing outside of the Cowboys, and you know that's that's pretty obvious. Yeah, but th- yeah, <laughs> um, I, I won't I won't mention that game, but the other games like I I, I want to see the uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Bengals versus the Raiders, man. Like I I want to see um, you know what Joe Burrow does in the playoffs. You know he put up all those numbers in the um, you know put up all those numbers in the regular season. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you know rookie of the year and potential comeback player of the year for Joe Burrow. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, I, I'm excited to see that offense, you know, in the postseason. I know it's going to be really, really cold. The temperatures aren't going to be favorable for either team. Yep. So there may be a lot more running than passing, but, you know, you never know. You never know these things. You know, one thing you know, people like to predict, oh, it's going to be a lot of running. And then they end up throwing the ball for like 400 plus yards and like 40 plus pass attempts. So you never know how these things are, how these games are going to go. And they're, they're big favorites, you know, over the Raiders at home, six and a half point favorites. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like what that Bengals offense does because you know that's that's an offense I had a lot of stock in throughout the fantasy season. Um, yeah, you know I had a lot of I had I had quite a few T Higgins. I had a lot of Joe Mixon. Um, so those two guys uh, they, they they can be you know uh, integral parts um, of that of that offense uh, firepower. 
And then the other one I'm looking forward to is obviously, I think this kind of goes without saying Rams versus Cardinals. Like that yeah. game, that game is going to be a show. And that's on Monday night um, yep. to cap off the, you know, the, uh, the, the super, what they call it, deemed, the su- like what they deem super wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford versus Kyler Murray, like, both of these guys are looking for the first playoff win. Uh, Stafford's obviously been in the league a lot longer than <laughs> Kyler. So it's, it's crazy to, to hear you say that, that Stafford yeah. is looking for his first playoff win. And first he's playoff been win, in the man. game for what, 12 years? Yeah, since 09. Got drafted in 09, man. Like, this is this 12 years and no playoff wins. Like, we have to, I mean, this is, the, you got to get it done. You got to get yeah. it done. You, you got the team, you know, you got, you got your starting running back, um, Cam Akers, um, back in the lineup. Which is absolutely remar- remarkable from that torn Achilles. He tore his Achilles in like July, and yeah. he's back on the field. Don't just seeing him sense, just man. just run just just run between the tackles and get you know just it's it's absurd. It's absurd. It's just you know again it's just a testament to modern medicine and in uh, in healing and you know all all these different uh, methods that you know these players go through. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy to see. And obviously you have Cooper Cup. The you know the the the, the the receiving triple crown king, you know, most yards, most catches, uh, most touchdowns. So, you know, I want to see what he does in the postseason. And, you know, obviously he'll, he'll, he, sh- he should ex- be expected to get, you know, plenty of targets. And, yep. you know, this is, I think this is uh, Odell Beckham's, I think, second or third playoff game um, of his career, I believe. Mm. I, I don't think he's been in the playoffs that much. Um, I could be wrong, but I think this is his probably second or third playoff game um, of his career. So, um, you know, maybe OBJ may have an, a, a larger role than we're than we're we're being led to believe. And then the Cardinals, you know, they have Kyle, Kyler, exciting, going to be you know be running around a lot. And um, DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be back. I, I think he got ruled out today. Yeah, um, they're not expecting him to. His earliest expect expectation to be on the field is the end of the month, and that's being. And that's being generous. I, I I don't know. It's gonna be very surprising if we if we see him. They're gonna to have to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't yeah, know about that. So. The, the, <laughs> the, the NFC Championship game at minimum, Super Bowl at worst. Um, yeah. I don't I don't, I don't expect them to go that far. I I personally think they're gonna lose in the first round. Mm. Um, but you know we'll see. Um, a yeah, lot of these, we can we can get of, into that. We can talk through our our bracket real quick when, when we you know when we can get to that point. But yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. But yeah, those are the games I'm looking forward to, man. It's gonna be a pretty, pretty dope, pretty dope ass weekend for football. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The wife is gonna definitely gonna be mad because she's gonna be seeing it nonstop. So mm-hmm. she should be used to it by now. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh playoff fantasy, you know, is here. I know a lot of people dabble in that, you know, you just get your fix, uh, because you know, your regular season's over with. I know Dynasty, I mean, this is the time where people are hustling and bustling, making moves. But, I mean, you can do this on the side, too, So and, and it's fun. Uh, you know, Ike and I, we want to, you know, just touch on, you know, general strategy and process and, you know, team building or how you want to kind of go about it uh, in terms of when, you, when you're trying to indulge in playoff uh, fantasy. Uh, the format we want to use is uh, we, we are focusing on as underdog. Underdog has uh, their lineup uh, format is one quarterback, one uh, running back, two wide receivers slash tight end spots, one flex, and your five benches. Uh, and we've been going in. We've been uh, – I know we've been focusing on the gauntlet uh, challenge that they offer. is a $25 uh, challenge where it's six teams and, you you know, you draft 10 spots. 
um, to, to fill a roster. So, uh, I, do you want to go into kind of your process of how you're going about, uh, looking at these matchups and trying to figuring out who you want to draft on your team teams? Yeah, just, you know, just in general, um, I, I would like, I like to have, so let me just go over like one of my, one of the teams that I drafted, um, the last okay. couple of days. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So like, um, for, so for instance, you know, as as Gene mentioned, the format. You know, t- you know, quarterback, running back. You know, um, you know, two flexes or you know, two wide receiver, tight end, one flex, five bench spots. Um, so I drafted. Um, num- I had the number one pick, and I drafted Cooper Cup. Um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I think they they may they they're expected to make a run. Um, you know, and he's you know obviously going to be the most heavily owned player across all DFS formats. So he's going to be getting a lot of you know, a lot of work, a lot of um, a lot of touches. You know, a lot of a lot of targets, a lot of a lot of receptions, you know, a lot of yards. Um, and then, you know, I, I I drafted Dak Prescott as my quarterback, as one of my quarterbacks. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> something that I set out to do. Um, it just kind of ha- it's kind of how the you know the draft fell to me. Um, so he was like my first quarterback taken. Um, I think I drafted him um, around three. I think. Um, in this in this uh, in this snake draft, and then I drafted um, Aaron Jones next as running back for the Packers, so he has a buy. So um, you know, expected you're, you're you're expecting him to kind of have, have at least two, at least two games because you know once he had, you know the buy is really really advantageous for you know these these teams, and you know the, all they all they need to do is beat the in the wild card team that just got you know uh, gotten a pretty uh, intense game the previous week. Um, and it's, I think in the divisional round, Green Bay doesn't really lose. So they'll, I think at the very, at the very least, they'll make it to the NFC championship game. So you'll have at mm-hmm. least two games with Aaron Jones. Um, and then I, and then just to round out my team, I drafted Ryan Tannehill. He has a buy as well. Um, he's expected to have Derrick Henry back, um, for the playoffs and their most like their, their most, um, probable opponent um, for round two would be the Bengals if they're you know should should they should they beat the um, should should Buffalo win um, should Buffalo win Cincinnati goes yeah. to Tennessee yep um, and that's going to be a shootout um, or it should be a lot of points um, and Ryan Tannehill is a much better quarterback with Derrick Henry in the lineup and plus he has AJ Brown who I also drafted and that's another thing that you know that's pretty advantageous for these 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 playoff formats is is stacking stacking is uh, important and throughout. You know, throughout DFS, um, you know, even in even in uh, just general fantasy leagues, just just stacking is pretty important. Um, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown, they you know they 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 make magic sometimes. So um, they yeah. have they have blow up games um, every now and again. So it's good to have those two um, on the same squad, and they both have buys. And then I also have Sony Michelle at running back. He's the starter. Arizona's run defense just got gashed by Rashad Penny. Um, for over 160 plus yards and, and a couple of touchdowns, so oh, Sony Michelle has come on pretty strong for the Rams since taking over that running back, um, the starting running back role. So one, I, 190, I, if you wanted to be specific, 190, yeah, 190, <laughs> a lot, a lot, yeah, that's a lot, a lot of yards, basically yeah. a lot of yards. Um, so I, I like Sony Michelle, and then I, my other running back is Elijah Mitchell. Um, he's playing against the Cowboys, and sometimes the Cowboys we. You know they are. We've got we're pretty kind of shaky against the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were giving up a lot of chunk runs against the the freaking Eagles backups, backups. Uh, last week. And so um, Elijah Mitchell has been um, been a horse for San Francisco since he's been in the lineup. I think he has yep. over like nine hundred plus yards, and he only played like what, thirteen games. 
11, 11, 11, 11 games. Yeah. 11 games. 11 games. Um, and then they also have T. Higgins for the Bengals. Um, I, I talked about the Bengals potentially facing the Titans in round two, should mm-hmm. they get past the Raiders. Um, and then I also have George Kittle, um, tight end for the 49ers. Um, the, the Cowboys haven't been great at covering tight ends. That's, they're they're not they're not you know known for covering tight ends that um, that well. But um, yeah. George Kittle is talented to you know pretty much be matchup proof. Um, should he get the targets? And then I have yeah. my and my last player is Gabriel Davis um, for the for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know he's he he's a he's what you would call like a some some guy that it's like a, he's a he's a spike week player in best ball because you know you never know like a random week. He can have like three catches for like a hundred yards and a touchdown. Like he can go yeah. off in any given week. So he's like literally the perfect player to have in one of these formats, um, because you know you never know. He'll he he may just randomly catch a couple of touchdowns one game because Josh Allen yeah. likes to target him in the red zone, um, and he's you know he's a pretty big target. He's six three, two hundred ten pounds. So um, and you know Manuel Sanders has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, Cole Beasley hasn't been getting that many um, as many looks as of late. So um, I, I like I like having Gabriel Davis. So that kind of rounds out my team. Um, and I know just just really quick, I have Dak, I have Dak and Elijah Mitchell and George Kittle. So obviously, that will that's a little conflict there. Um, the best case scenario is if you know, let's say the Cowboys were were to were to were to lose, um, you know, and George Kittle and Elijah Mitchell have big games. But you know, if we're you know trailing and then Dak you know does you know three hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. Um, that'll at least give me a, a good start um, from the quarterback position. I'll give me a lot of points I'm over the rest of the field because he'll probably be one of the top scoring quarterbacks on the week, and that'll yeah. just kind of help me help my point total as as the the, the playoff challenge progresses. Um, Correct. So you know, I, I may lose Dak, but I still have Elijah Mitchell. I still have George Kittle, and maybe they may have blow up games um, later on in the postseason. So. Yeah. Um, so just just a quick just a little note about that. Just you may have, you'll you may have some conflicts in your lineup. It's largely it's unavoidable, but you, you in these types of tournaments, you kind of have to take chances. Yeah, that's true. I know for me, uh, kind of my process with that, I wanted to make sure that uh, any lineup or team I build that it kind of tells a story of how I think the playoffs is going to go. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, first thing I would tell people to do is, you know, get a playoff bracket, fill it out so you can visually see how you think the playoffs is going to go. So, like, for me, I filled out one. Um, I think I had I actually had KC versus Dallas in the Super Bowl with KC winning. Uh, I have – so, like, I know you mentioned the Rams. You think the Rams are going to beat Arizona. I actually have Arizona beating the Rams and going, going to Green Bay while Dallas plays uh, Tampa Bay and beating them. Uh, and then obviously we beat Green Bay to go to the Super Bowl. And then on the other side of the bracket, I have Cincinnati actually making it to the NFC, the AFC Championship game. So they beat the uh, Las Vegas. Then they go to Tennessee, beat them, and they match up with KC with uh, Buffalo beating New uh, New England to play KC in the second round. KC beating them. Uh, so for people, whenever you fill out that bracket, make sure you remember that out of this first round, whoever is the lower seed. Uh, that team goes to the number one. That go that goes to the team that's on the bye. So don't don't get confused because you look at yeah, the yeah they recede they recede yeah. The, yeah the playoffs recede after after every round. So just yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, so going through that. So the person going to, you know go through your bracket. Uh, the next thing you want to make sure you keep in mind is that 
I think the goal is that you get as many players on your team as that you know they're going to play two games. That was, I mean, that was my – I guess that's the thing that I focus on most is that I want to focus on players that I, I think that are going to get at least two games in the playoffs just for, you know, tallying points for the overall uh, total. Uh, another thing is uh, is to pay attention to the, you know, the spread of the game and the total because – Obviously, you want you want points for for your uh, for whatever player that you draft. Uh, for instance, if you look at the like you know the Cincinnati in the uh, the Raiders game, that I think that's the lowest game on the on the dot. Well, no, actually, it's at forty eight. It's forty nine, um, and they're projecting I feel like the that. Buffalo game would be the lowest. Yeah, game. yeah. Now that I'm looking like at it again, 43 yeah, the Buffalo game is at 44, 43 and a half, depending where you're looking at. Yeah. So these are kind of, these are the type of things you want to pay attention to. Uh, when constructing your team, because if you think you know these teams aren't going to go far, then you you might want to, like for instance, like the Raiders. If you don't think the Raiders are going to make it past that first round, it's okay to just negate those players from uh, your pool of players that you want to choose from. And just uh, real, just real quick on that, just that's a good point. Um, so if you're playing, let's say you're playing in like a, you know just a, a you know a wild card round, just you know if you're not doing the entire playoffs, you're just doing the wild card round. That's that's fine. You can if you if you think um, let's say you know that you know the Raiders are going to be trailing, they're six and a half one underdogs, like we mentioned earlier this earlier in the show. They're six and a half one underdogs, and they're expected to throw a lot. Well, you know you can put Derek Carr and Darren Waller in your lineup, yep. right? I mean because you know they're expected to you know have high pass volume. Or you can, or you can have maybe Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, and then maybe run it back with, you know, Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want to have exposure in that game, you know, just you know, yeah. it's it's okay to kind of you know have be be heavily you know heavily leaning towards you know underdogs. Um, even yep. even Pittsburgh, they're massive underdogs against the Chiefs. Yep. Two touchdown um, underdog. Two touchdown underdogs. You know, you want to put you want to put, play um, Najee Harris. You want to play Chase Claypool or Deontay Johnson um, because you know there's a lot of expected pass volume and Big Ben. All he does is you know throw throw the ball short of the sticks. I yeah. think he's the the league leader in passes thrown short of the sticks. So you know that's <laughs> Deontay Johnson. You know that's yep. you know that's uh, Najee Harris. So those those guys you can just slot into your lineups and and hopefully you know you you get a, a large you know a large um, a, you know a large showing from them. So yeah. those are those are just a couple a couple things that I kind of thought of. Yeah, and um, uh, and to kind of piggyback on that, uh, some of these offenses. I mean, over a course of the season, we've had a lot of data points in terms of like we know where these targets generally go to. So, you know, uh, offenses that are very condensed, like Tennessee. You know, Tennessee they don't is either AJ Brown, Julio, or some whoever's running the ball, and that's it. So these are like you don't have to go outside of that because you already know how the the, how this offense functions like and it's ultimately it. and it's ultimately a limited player pool as opposed to you know yeah um, in, in in any given week like weeks one through 18 you you have a you have a pool of maybe 60 to 75 players total as opposed to you know during the season it's upwards in like 400 500 plus players yeah. um, that you have to you have to be super creative with your lineups and super contrarian at times to to win yeah. these to win these uh matchups but now um, it's a it's a it's a condensed pool, so you know you don't necessarily have to, you know, overthink things, or you don't necessarily have to be super creative. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing uh, for me is that just make sure that you get exposure to both conferences. You don't want to get your team locked in where you're just exposed to the AFC. So, 
let's say what happens if all your teams that you uh, all the players you pick from teams and they get knocked down in the second round, you're at you're asked out for the rest the rest of the playoffs. You are screwed, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's try to get exposure to both conferences. Um, so I mean that's and then uh, and then also uh, like he said before, uh, stacking. You want to stack your quarterback with at least one one uh, one of his pass catchers. One, yeah, one of the pass catchers. One of the running backs. So, or if you can't get the quarterback, you can, you know, you get some exposure to the passing game. So you can get two or three of the those same uh, pass catchers on that one team. So you can, you know, if you believe, if you really believe in that team making it, then you know, you this is a chance where you can kind of over leverage on that particular team's, uh, you know, uh, skill position groups. Yeah. Yeah, and one and one and one thing just to kind of uh, just kind of add on to that point um, with stacking, just you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, like that is probably going to be the most popular stack um, out of all the playoff format, out of out of the playoff, um, you know, the playoff fantasy uh, contest. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Tannehill, AJ Brown, because they they both have buys, right? I mean, they're expected. I mean, they're both expected to potentially, you know, play two games. Um, and then, you know, you have Burrow and Chase or Burrow and Higgins. Um, anybody in Cincinnati, um, Tyreek Hill, Ty- Tyreek Hill and Mahomes or Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, these are, you know, pretty strong stacks or Brady and Gronk. Like that's probably going to be a pretty popular stack as well because, you know, you, you want to, you, you don't, you don't want to be too captain obvious. You know, too captain obvious would be Brady and Evans, but it's actually, I think it would be better to stack Brady and Gronk because Gronk is, since Antonio Brown has been out of the lineup, or you know, the last couple of games, he's gotten ten targets um, over the last couple of games. So those are two. You know, that's. You know, I, I feel like, um, and especially in this wild card game um, that's coming up, you know, Mike Evans is going to be seeing Darius Slay, mm-hmm. so he'll be shadowed. Um, you know, basically, tra- you know, tracking him all over the field and leaving you know Rob Gronkowski, you know, open with you know linebackers and potential safeties, yep. and so he'll be seeing a lot of targets in this game as well. So those are just yeah. some some small things to kind of think about, and um, you know, just. There's there's just there's there's a balance between you have to find that balance between being safe, which is you know only taking teams that are favored, you know, only teams that are you know that are you know touchdown favorites and things like that. And there's a there's a balance between that or just maybe taking a chance, and that's being having exposure to teams that are less likely to advance. Um, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of about kind of about finding that balance, and um, you don't want to be. You don't want to be too obvious, but at the same time, you don't want to be too contrarian. So there's like a little bit of a balance there. So you can have a little bit of both. Um, just like, you know, I kind of outlined with, you know, my my underdog, one of my underdog gauntlet teams. I have Dak and I also have on the other end, I have Elijah Mitchell and I have George Kittle knowing I may lose either, you know, Mitchell or Kittle or I may lose Dak. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, you're hoping that, you know, it's a really, really good game. and There's a lot of offense, a lot of points scored and they all do work and regardless of who i lose i'm still in a good spot um going into the, the, the next rounds yeah yeah I, I i like that i know for one of the t- one team i have so far and i mean it sucked that i kind of like lulled over like my third and fourth pick i got mixed up doing something and so i got <laughs> so i ended up <laughs> i ended up getting auto drafted and i didn't have nobody in the queue at the time Oh but man, you hate know, to see that. You hate yeah, to see I know. It. I know, rookie mistake. Uh, <laughs> but I know for me, uh, and also keep in mind, like, there's, I mean, there's, you're not gonna find a whole bunch of people that you're not, you're not gonna be in a room full of dummies. Like these people 
been playing football, probably been playing fantasy. They've been watching, so they're junkies. Get, you, they're, yeah, you're they're, definitely going to get smart people in your room. So, and I, I mean, I kind of paid for. It. I ended up, I ended up having five running backs and four uh, wide receivers. In uh, one quarterback, yeah, and one. I actually went to one quarterback. I didn't do two. So for my for this lineup, I had Patrick Mahomes. Since I think he's going to the Super Bowl, I just like, hey, let me just take a chance. Let me just ride it all on him. And if I don't, if I don't have another, if he gets out before then, then I'll, I'll take that. I'll eat that. Yeah. Uh, for my running backs, I believed that Green Bay was going to at least make it to the NFC Championship game. So I, I, I actually took the backfield. I took Aaron Jones and uh, and uh, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. Uh, I I doubled up uh, Patrick Mahomes with Darren Willi- uh, Darryl Williams. Uh, I just I have a fe- I'm just going by my gut. I just feel like they trust Daryl more late in the season of what they've seen him do compared to you know CH just being hurt, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just took a chance with that one because I, I mean, like I said, uh, there there was a room full of people and they they took KC before you could even blink an eye. So pretty much, that, yeah. was, the, that was the only person I could get. Yeah, uh, and then I took Dar- Damian Harris because I figured if 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 new I I didn't think New England was gonna make it out the first round, but I I know they're gonna run the ball, so I figured Damian is gonna get he's gonna get some he's gonna get some work. So yeah. that's why I took him for the one game. Uh, potentially, I took Tony Pollard. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they're getting called to, to the uh, to the Super Bowl, and I wanted to get a piece of that offense. Uh, somebody I, I believe that that should get some good some good uh, pointage for sure throughout the whole the whole ride. So I took him. Then yeah. uh, in my wide my wide receiver group, I actually took Gronk with my second with my uh, I had the first pick. Let me also mention I had the first pick. So on the two three turn. On my third, I actually took I took Aaron Jones with my second pick, and then I took Gronk because, like you said earlier, uh, with AB out, with with uh, Galladay out, is a little more condensed. You know, it's going to go to Evans. You know, it's going to Gronk, and you know uh, that it's going to go to Leonard Fournette if he's yeah. if he's if he's there if he's all the way back. Um, and then I topped it off with AJ Brown because, again, we already know that offense is condensed, and uh, AJ is. The the league dog I he got a nuclear at any given time too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I took Alan Lazard uh, Lazard because uh, they're gonna go to the NFC Championship game in my opinion, and he's been the second best uh, wide receiver on their team, uh, yeah. and he showed it the last few weeks. So, and then I also and I got got a little bit a little bit of Gabriel Davis too for uh, basically the same reason you said is like. I mean, he could just, just out of nowhere, just two touchdowns, and yeah. you wouldn't even just you just wouldn't know it. So yeah, Josh Allen likes him in the red zone. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's it's an, it's an easy one for me. I think yeah, he was yeah. I think he was my last pick or my second to last pick. I can't rem- I can't remember, but um, but yeah, you know, Gabriel Davis or somebody in the Buffalo somebody in the Buffalo passing attack. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would like to have some sort of exposure to. Yeah, they'll play at least uh, two games, and you know, hopefully they'll have some uh, some points. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but you know, um, like I said before, you want your your team to kind of tell a story that you believe it was going to happen in the playoffs. I know when I dabble in some more, I'm make sure that I try to stack up, stack up some 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 Dallas because I think they're going to make it far in the playoffs. So yeah, um, and I'll you know, and I'll post just, and I'll post my uh, my team yeah. on on Twitter just so you guys can see. And um and I'll you know and once I take you know do some other some some additional drafts, I'll post those as well. And I'll just yep. go over some general strategies that I have as well, just just yep. so, just so you guys can see. Yep. 
All right, and then you know, also with playing playoff, uh, you know, best ball. Uh, we also, I mean, the props, the prop uh, grind don't stop. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> uh, we we wanted to touch on some props that we found that were pretty pretty enticing for sure. So uh, you know, we can go through them and whatnot. And you know, I go ahead and start it up. Yeah. So the first one, um, I think this is my favorite prop of the entire weekend. It's Debo Samuel over 26 and a half rush yards. Mm. That number is way too low. Um, over the last seven games, he's averaging seven and a half rush attempts and 49 yards um, on the ground, just on the ground alone. Um, and he's hit the over in six of the last seven games. So I, I think I mean, even with Mitchell back, he's still getting around eight rush attempts um, per game. So I, it's it's an easy one for me, um, you know, the 49ers, their their run game um, is is elite, and they, they like to design their their run design. Hell, their their design the way they the way they just I don't know they move guards and whatever mm-hmm. whatever they do. There's always holes for the running yeah. back. Whoever's <laughs> running the ball to run, it it, it it doesn't make any sense to me. So Shanahan's a genius at designing run plays, and especially when he's designing run plays with Tebow Samuel because because of how shifty and elusive he is, and how he yeah. breaks tackles and he has eight rushing touchdowns on the year. He has more rushing touchdowns than receiving touchdowns, believe it or not, which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's you know since they turned him into a you know a between the tackles grinder, and in addition to his, you know in, in in addition to him being a, an elite wide receiver, it's just uh, it, this is an easy one for me. Twenty six and a half uh, rush yards uh, versus the Cowboys, and then the next one I have is Josh Jacobs over seventeen and a half uh, receiving yards versus Cincinnati. Um, so during the season, he he was on a ten game streak of hitting this number, hitting the over in this number. So he hmm. hit this number ten consecutive games. Now the last three games he has not hit it, um, but you know that's understandable because you know game script kind of dictated that. But um, they are six and a half one underdogs, and they are expected to be trailing or they're projected to be trailing and playing from behind. So I, I do expect a few. Uh, dump offs to Josh to, you know, to 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 Jacobs. Um, you know he he can easily get over that seventeen and a half number. Um, and then the and then the third one I have Gronk um, Gronk over five receptions versus the Eagles. Um, he's gone over this number five out of the last eight games. And some of those games, yeah, you, know, you had you had Godwin playing, you had Evans playing. A couple of games, I think you had uh, AB playing as well. Um, but he's had back to back games with seven catches. And ten targets, um, mm. and obviously, like I said, you know, AB and Godwin are both out, and Mike Evans will be seeing the Darius Slay shadow, so he'll be seeing a lot more targets in this game as well. Um, so I think Gronk will easily hit this number, um, you know, with without without any sweat. Um, first of the Eagles, and then I had a bonus one. Um, I this is just kind of like a hunch, um, but I, I like Cedric Wilson over thirty nine and a half receiving yards versus the 49ers. Um, I do know, I, I understand, you know, he, he had a big game against the Eagles, you know, third stringers, five for 119 and two touchdowns. But Michael Gallup did tear his ACL. Um, that, is his, that is the first game that Michael Gallup did not play um, for the Cowboys, you know, you know, since tearing his ACL. So um, he's been asked to step in um, to, to fill that third receiver role, and he, he fits in quite well. I mean, the Cowboys, we, we did play our first, you know, first team offense, and we were just, you know, going out there with like target practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, establishing some, you know, some continuity before the playoffs and, you know, kind of, um, you know, a, a confidence booster, so to speak. So, um, you know, Cooper and Lamb will get the attention. Um, and Cedric Wilson, he's gone over this 39 and a half 
yard number um, in four games this year. So even in, even in spot duty. So just imagine when he has like more of a full time role as a slot guy. Um, I think this number can uh, to, can 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 climb. I think he can go over this number pretty easily. So yeah, yeah. and it, it's funny that you had this one because this one I was, I was actually pondering also uh, because I know uh, San Francisco's slot coverage has been pretty weak this year. Um, yeah. So I thought that number was pretty enticing myself. I might, I might, I might dabble in that one. Yeah. Um, but for mine, uh, my top one, like off the off the rip, was the Damian Harris, uh, Damian Harris running back for uh, New England over fifty four and a half uh, rush yards uh, versus Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Like we said earlier, he's he's mashed Buffalo the both games they played. He's averaged one hundred and seven yards and two touchdowns versus Buffalo this year. Uh, this game is rumored to be in the single dip- digits. So, if it's going to be that cold, then I already know what Tom. I already know what what New England is about to do. They're about to uh, tell Buffalo to to man up and and try to stop us running the ball. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's the first one that I'm uh, that I liked. Uh, my second one was Derek Carr under 250 and a half uh, passing yards versus uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he's Averaged 228 yards, uh, passing yards per game in the last five. Uh, Cincinnati is middle of the road at giving up uh, fantasy points to the quarterback position. Uh, Cincinnati's pass defense has, has been decent uh, the second half, pretty much the whole year. Uh, I know dome quarterbacks tend to struggle in cold games. I know uh, the most recent kind of cold game that we want to look back to is when uh, – uh, I believe that Thursday night game versus Cleveland, which was like a drag. Uh, oh yeah, that game not, was terrible. Yeah, that game was terrible. That he did It was, not a, it was an it. afternoon game. I think it was. I think it was Tuesday. Oh, Saturday was that? Oh, it was the Tuesday. You're right. The Tuesday four o'clock game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Regardless. Terrible. And that wasn't even. That wasn't even like that cold. I think that game was in the 40s. The game they're supposed to play this Saturday is expected to be uh, in the teens. In the teens, high teens. Yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, a game like that, I just expect both teams to run the ball. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, that's my outlook on that one. And, um, uh, and then my last one that I really liked also was the Zach Ertz tied in for Arizona Cardinals over 49 and a half receiving yards versus the Rams. Uh, over the last five games, Zach Ertz has averaged six catches for 59 yards. Uh, in, in those games, he's averaged 10 targets per game also. So. That's a lot of opportunity. Uh, he's been basically his favorite target pretty much since he's been traded outside of the games that uh, DeAndre has been out. He's been the heaviest target, heaviest targeted uh, uh, pass catcher on, on Arizona. Uh, we know the Rams, they just brought in Eric Weddle out from who God knows where to come and start for them because potentially both safeties are going to be out uh, for that Monday night game. That's so a matchup just, to exploit. Absolutely. Yeah, and the Rams the Rams are not good at covering the tight end, so um, I just expect Zach Ertz to be to be peppered with targets uh, in this game. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good one. I, I actually might uh might dabble in that myself because uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a really good one. Yeah, I actually already played the ones I I, I said before we even got on the air. I might I might need to you know. Uh, get into some of these other ones that you got my, uh, myself. So some of these, some of these uh, pickums, I might have to yeah. add, add Zach Ertz to one of these pickum things. Yeah, <laughs> on the on the dog. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, that's pretty much all we got for this for this episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. Hopefully, 
we've uh, said some things that you may be able to apply to your roster building for for this uh, best ball. Let it be uh, just a wild card or throughout the whole playoffs. Uh, maybe you, you got some plays that you might use in uh, DFS this week. Uh, you know, hopefully you might might be even heard some props that you might want to dabble in on prize picks also. So, uh, Ike, do you have anything else for the people? Nah, man, it's uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. It should be a fun one. Um, we we eliminate a lot of shitty players from the player pools. Um, a lot of those guys <laughs> that you don't necessarily need to need to back anybody from the Jets, anybody from the you know the the Giants or the <laughs> or the Jaguars. You don't need to you don't need to to, to mess around with those guys anymore. These are guys that actually ball. These are guys that are that are on average more consistent. Um, and they could, you know, definitely, you know, cause you to profit, you know, you know, profit, you know, pretty greatly, uh, this weekend. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, you know, again, follow the show on Twitter, um, at off the line FF, follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine, uh, follow Gene at fantasy genes at G E N E S, um, you know, subscribe, rate, uh, review, um, check us out on YouTube, uh, follow us on, uh, you know, we're, we're found, follow us on, you know, anywhere podcasts can be found. We are found under um, the, the lovely def, destination Devi squad um, on, you know, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, anywhere, um, you know, podcasts can be found. Just like I said. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, with that being said, you know, enjoy this uh, full weekend of football. Uh, you know, let's, let's make some money, you know, stack some, make some good teams, you know. Uh, with that being said, you know, y'all be safe. Peace out.